Freaks and geeks, drinkers, thinkers, ramblers and gamblers, stoners and pet owners, gather around. This is the Outsider Social Club, where us misfits, miscreants, outcasts get together and ramble, palaver, prattle, and get royally intoxicated while we do so. So without further ado, let's proceed. One for the party, baby, pop on the road, drumming, knock back a drink, there's nobody home. Welcome back to the Outsider Social Club. I'm your MC, Drinks with Ron, and uh, we're going to the homebrew tap tonight. And uh, usual rules apply. If you hear a dog or a cat or a bong, you take a drink. And uh, speaking of usual rules, let's throw it over to the godfather of drinks, Troy. What have you got for the over-under on drinking tonight? Thanks, Ron. Given the nature of tonight's topic, spoiler alert, um, we're going to go three over on shots oh the thing is the shot can just be a big swig of your mountain dew it can be a big swig of your beer be a big swig of your water jug or in tonight's case i'm trying a new homemade drink fireball diet coke stay tuned for results wait what was that you're drinking a fireball fireball diet coke i can actually make one of those with you maybe in a minute (laughs) uh somehow some way uh, also, hard, hard Mountain Dew, not just Mountain Dew. Fair enough. We'll allow well, it. <laughs> well, speaking of over under, that third voice that you just heard right there is our resident gambler. And uh, we're going to do a little bit of a gambling episode tonight. So you may know him as Joe or the Goods Dude. But uh, like I said, he is our in house gambler. So uh, what have you got for us tonight? Ladies and gentlemen, we are about to have the Super Bowl one week from today. In fact, it, the game will probably be ongoing at this moment next week, wrapping up shortly. I do not know how drunk I will be at this point or how happy I will be with my wins or uh, in despair due to many, many losses. Uh, since we weren't doing this pod last year, I want you guys to know that I made approximately 150 bets last year, totaling around $1,600. And when I cashed all of my tickets, I was down $13. So I basically broke completely even, um, and I guess paid for my entertainment with 13 bucks. Hey, you had a good time. You can't, you can't get much, you can't get much more than that for 13 bucks. You got a whole evening of entertainment. That's a win in my book. Without question. And uh, a lot of the bets I'm going to cover tonight I've already made. Uh, There will be many more to come. Uh, Nothing too extravagant yet for like huge plus money odds and wild parlays. Uh, These are bets that I actually believe will win. I'll give my reasoning why. And then I think we can actually wrap up with some squares. Uh, If you don't know what a square is. It's where you pick the number of the last digit of the points of each team. So the game will end 27-20. You pick one team to have seven, one team to have zero, and then it pays a certain percentage based on that. I'll ask you guys for your final score predictions, and we will. I will let you know what your square pays out uh, if that happens to hit. Okay. So, Yes, yeah, a lot of terminology coming at me, and I am not – uh, the most seasoned of gamblers. So uh, that's actually kind of where I wanted to start is uh, it can be a little daunting. 
like I know there's apps now, but I hear I go in there and, you know, plus minus obviously from this podcast makes total sense. But then you hear things like, you know, plus 140 and uh, really I'm just kind of lost. So if you could do kind of a, a ground floor explanation for, like I said, somebody like my mom could hear this and afterwards be like, oh, I get it. I want to put cash down. I would love to do that, Ron. Uh, as you had mentioned, you lean towards liking the Chiefs to win this game. Uh, now, if you were to bet the Chiefs to win this game, let's say you had 10 bucks in your pocket. Right now, their odds to win are plus 102. So if you threw your $10 on okay. uh, and said and announced like a professional, I would like 101 money line. 101 is the number assigned to the Chiefs. You would pay $10, and if you were to win, you would get $10.20 in return. Now, that doesn't mean you'd only win $0.20. Cents. It's $10.20 plus your $10. So oh. when, when you're looking at minus odds or plus odds, think of it as $100. So if you had $100 and you bet on a plus 102 odds, your profit would be 102 if they won. So you'd get your $100 back and then 102 That is correct. A common misconception is that yeah. you bet $10 and you only get $0.20 cents return, yeah. not factoring in the 10 that you put in. That's where right. I was on this whole thing. So that's why I was like, ah, shit, I ain't putting in 10 bucks to win a dollar. I mean, <laughs> Very common, very common. Yeah. And yeah. I, I can explain when you would put in, put in 10 bucks to win a dollar. Those are bets I don't recommend, but uh, we can we can go over that as well. Now, on the opposite side, Troy, he likes the Eagles. Right now, the Eagles are minus 120 just to win. So what it means when it's minus is that if he wants to win $10, he needs to put up 12 okay? Or if you're doing the $100 thing, if he wants to win $100, he has to put up 120 Then if the Eagles win, he gets his 120 back plus the $100 on the okay. game as well. Uh, again, very that can be very daunting, and a general mistake in the industry out here is to bet $100 when it's minus 110 odds because you're only getting 90-some and change in return. It's not the end of the world if you do it, but generally you want to bet 11 to win 10 or you want to bet 110 to win 100 if you're facing minus 110 odds. Again, no, nothing, no, nothing harmful if you don't do it that way. But okay, so just, that'd be like a team that you trust well enough to say, "Hey, it, I'm not, the payoff isn't great, but I'm so sure they're going to win. I'll do it." Well, so yeah, that's just if you're if you're looking to win an even amount, you want to okay. you want to factor it that way. So now with the with the Super Bowl, there's there's so many props. Not even sure where to begin. You can bet on a variety of different things to happen in the game. So during my studying, uh, one of the first props that came to my attention was total interceptions for the game. The line was set at one and a half and the over, and I was surprised by this, uh, was plus 140 odds to uh, to happen. Oh. So I, I went and looked back at the last few games the Chiefs and Eagles have played. As you know, Burrow had two interceptions last week, so it would have covered in that game. Uh, Daniel Jones had – so the there was no throwing in the Eagles game, 49ers game, so no interceptions there. Uh, it's about 50-50 their last few playoff games. But in the Super Bowl, the last four Super Bowls have had, have had at least two interceptions. The last time there was only one interception was Tom Brady versus Nick Foles 
2018. So given that it's plus money odds at plus 140, you have Mahomes who's likely to throw a lot. Jalen Hurts, who if he's facing, uh, if he's if he's down in the game, you know, f- facing a negative game, game script, will have to throw a lot. I like over one and a half interceptions to hit, so I bet. I think nine dollars at uh, plus one forty odds. It'll pay out about twenty one or twenty two bucks. Thoughts on that one, guys? I thought the whole idea of the lines being set was to favor the house. So why wouldn't the people do the that set that number have done the same? precursory reading that you did goods and, and figure out that's probably a high likelihood of hitting and make that a negative 140. Well, so basically the book is saying it's where they're basically saying it's really unlikely that it's going to hit. Now I don't completely understand it based on when you think of the Super Bowl with you, you have all this hoopla before the game standing around, standing around and then halftime you do the same. I think we've heard a lot of players talk about, feeling, you know, rusty or not quite loose because of all the standing around beforehand. Uh, that's sort of why I'm I'm favoring it. But I think if you look at the box score, Eagles, no interceptions last week, weren't so opportunistic. Um, it, I don't know. And maybe because it's Mahomes. I think Mahomes at times, you know, will throw an interception trying to, trying to force yeah. it. So maybe they're factoring in leg injuries and in that they're going to try to get the ball out quick and not go for the long one. I think the Chiefs' defense has been opportunistic, and I think Mahomes is good for at least uh, one interception. So I'm going to make a semi-bold prediction that I will have cashed this bet at halftime. Total INTs at 1.5. You know what? I would be inclined to get in on that. I'm writing that down. Ink and paper in this shit. That one I found at our friends at Westgate. Oh, so I'm gonna have to shop around to uh, to pull well, off the best line. I don't actually know if everyone has it. Even some some books do, some don't. Okay. Uh, I'll say I'm. Uh, I'm. Let's say I go to one of those apps that's uh, got a name that's Royal or uh, or some such thing. Am I gonna find these kind of props? I think you'll find that one. I think that one is gonna be you know semi common. Um, some of these cross sport ones that I'll talk about might not be. Okay. Um, but those those I'll kind of save for uh for last. I'm just trying to look real quick at what the because it's plus one forty, that means the odds the opposite way are like I wanna say minus one sixty. Hmm. Um find it quick. Ooh. I just saw one that I almost uh, kind of want to bet. Will there be a two-point conversion attempt? Ooh. The yes is plus 110. I mean, I feel like I feel like we, we could see one pretty I'm, easily. I'm also inclined. I, I wrote that down, too. I'm, uh, yeah. Somebody's going to try for two. There's going to be some squirrelies because I'll have it on those boxes. So they'll go for two and ruin that. How about this? Don't rule out that Nick Sirianni was under Andy Reid at one point. Eagles marched down, scored the first touchdown. He might want to make a statement by going for two. Say, That's true. Yeah, minus 160. So basically the books are saying, we think pretty certainly that there's going to be under one and a half interceptions in this game. So you would have to bet $16 to win 10 on the under. I don't like it personally. Hmm. 
Yeah, I don't know. I kind of blanked out after you said he was under Andy Reid, but uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll get back. I'll get back on track here. No, I do like those. I'm I'm writing down uh, these. These could be fun. I, I see. I see how you can get out of out of hand and make uh, multiple bets <laughs> with these oh, yeah. type of things. Oh yeah, it's gonna happen. All right, on to prop two. Unless there are any other questions. So we have uh, two. You know, two number one seeds. Obviously, they've dominated this season. You think Chiefs, you think offense. You think Eagles, you think maybe defense, but also pretty pretty good on offense. So many weapons, yeah. The total is 15 and a half. And as I stated earlier, that over rarely gets there in the biggest game of all. But I found a different way to attack this. There's a prop. Both teams to score 20 points at minus 106. So I'm basically saying I think it's going to be a close game. I think both teams can at least get to 20 hmm. and, po- and possibly still say under, but the under doesn't matter here. This is just a way of saying I don't think it's going to be a blowout. I think there's going to be, you know, possibly close game in the fourth quarter. And I'm only betting $10.60 to win $10. Uh, again, this is about close to even, but – uh, the sports books are even saying that it's unlikely that both teams score 20 points. Uh, but the other stat I looked up is that these are two outdoor teams, two grass teams. They both played on, t- on turf this season. So here's Kansas City's point total on turf. 44, 17, 30, 30, and 31. They were 3-1 and one straight up. Philadelphia, 38, 20, 29, 17, and 34. They were 4-1 and one straight up. So they both put up decent amount of points, even on turf. In fact, I actually think Kansas City's better on turf. They, I than, would think so. They've, they've got so many speedsters. I mean, it, they should both be. I mean, this theoretically could turn into a track meet. Yeah. So I thought that was good odds for both teams to score 20 points, minus 106. Um, and actually, the book I bet it with, they don't have it available anymore. They Either they pulled it due to injury or they're oh. trying to revamp the line. But I, since I got it in, I still have it. And ironically, both of these teams scored 17 points only at Indianapolis. Other than that, every other uh, place they played, they scored at least 20 points on turf. So how prevalent and how big of a swing do you see on these lines? We've got two weeks from championship games to Super Bowl, so there's plenty of time. News comes out. What, what kind of swing do you see on these things? Well, so that's a good, very good question because point spread in total, you're not going to see a huge swing. Um, in fact, last week that Bengals Chiefs swing is about the biggest you've ever seen. The Chiefs started out a favorite, then the Bengals went to like minus two and a half when the Mahomes injury uh, was kind of up in the air, and then it landed with the Chiefs one and a half. Very rarely does it go back and forth like that uh, because when you think about it, when the Chiefs started out as a two and a half point favorite. Somebody could have bet a million dollars on the Bengals at plus money. Then when the Bengals became a two and a half point favorite, someone could have bet another million on the Chiefs at plus money. And then they would have ensured that they couldn't lose. They would have gotten some type of profit out of it. And books usually do not want to offer that uh, opportunity. It's called an arbitrage. And they rarely want to uh, participate in that kind of thing. Now, props is a different story. Uh, and Patrick Mahomes is the best example of swings when it comes to that. Mahomes, who, as we know, injured, right? 
Orig- his original rushing yards started out at 10.5 for the game. So 10.5 total rushing yards. It is now up to 16.5. That's all. I mean, we're talking six additional yards. Also, his longest rush of the game started out at 6.5, and, and now it's at 10.5. It's a big difference. And uh, rushing attempts started out at 3.5. Now it's at 4.5. Those are – I wouldn't – if I like the original numbers, I wouldn't bet the new numbers. Like, I don't – it still has an ankle injury. I can't – you know, he really is only going to get to the five – or, you know, five rushing attempts if they're winning at the end because a kneel down is an attempt um, in gambling. So I I haven't seen any other real drastic movements when it comes to that, but some of these, like, yardage props – uh, receiving yardage, passing yardage, stuff like that uh, will go up. Very rarely will they go down throughout the week because most people like to bet uh, bet overs. Questions on that one? It's always so much funny to me when you when you hear him put out there though, like Patrick Mahomes, sixteen and a half yards, like on the ground. That seems like a no brainer to always bet the over on that. But yeah. evidently not injury or not, well, it seems like he can fall forward and make that many yards. So if you guys remember the 49ers and Chiefs Super Bowl just from a few years ago, Mahomes actually easily had his rushing yardage over and then did three big kneel downs at the end of the game and ended up going under because of losing four or five yards at a time and uh, finished, which is a really bad beat if you had bet the over since it was way over so. I've seen that happen in fantasy, but I've never had to deal with these kind of losses since I'm not a big gambler. But, oh, yeah, I can feel that one. That one's going to hurt. I There's unlimited number of bad beats in sports betting. And, of course, you know, you, all you have to do is read Twitter when it happens because <laughs> somebody, somebody had it. Uh, I am certainly expressed my frustration many times over uh, a bad beat. Uh, in betting. Uh, for those of you wondering who would like to bet this, right now, Heads is a slight favorite over Tails on the coin flip. So, how about that? Not really sure how, but... <laughs> Watching the line move on the Heads and Tails? It's personally not something I, I like to bet. All right, I'm ready for my first player prop when you guys are ready. Well, I think we need to uh, we need to throw a pause in there and probably uh, have a drink. I will go get my first fireball. Fireball. All right. Well, then I'm actually for the first time in pod history. I'm I'm also gonna partake in the fireball. I know. I'm I'm trying to learn how to gamble like Joe, and I figure step one is. Is this this whiskey liqueur? <laughs> let's let's see what flavored malt beverage. Yeah, yeah, these tiny ones. That's been lied to. I was like, really? Is this, does that make a difference? If it's if it's whiskey based or malt liquor based, it's gonna get you drunk. I'm pretty sure. That, oh, consternation! My fireball isn't up to snuff. Oh, I feel legit now. So this is what it feels like, huh? Uh, That's exciting. All right, shooting or mixing? Ah, who cares? 
Touche. One, two, three. Oh, boy. Hebe, hebe, hebe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's definitely got some uh, cinnamon in there. Yeah, and apparently, what doesn't it have? Whiskey. <laughs> Just the little ones, though. Well, this guy's a medium size. I'm hoping he's hoping he's got real whiskey in there. Ooh-hoo. The last time I partook in the medium was uh, the the Cien Najad draft. Oh, and I bought a medium, and I don't remember the end of that night. <laughs> well, good news. They're having another NFL draft this year, and we will <laughs> be there. Looking forward to it. Speaking of things I'm looking forward to, let's get to these props, huh? All right, boys. <clears throat> Have you seen Ocean's Eleven? Uh, in Ocean's Eleven, Rusty asks Topher Grace, what's the first rule of poker? <laughs> Leave emotion at the door. So I could be upset that I bet Isaiah Pacheco unders the last two weeks and he's burned me. He's burned me both times. Or I could say I'm going after him again. And I'm going after him in the form of Miles Sanders, more rushing yards than Isaiah Pacheco. But Miles Sanders minus nine and a half, which means that he has to have 10 more rushing yards than Isaiah Pacheco. And that's at minus one ten odds. So, so if I, I think, go the other direction, I'm getting something there. So I think Miles Sanders is going to have a good game. I forecast he's going to be in the seventy to eighty yard range, and that all I, then to win that bet, I would need Pacheco, Pacheco to be sixty or under, and that would make me a winner of that bet. And I'm willing to go for strike three on Pacheco, fading him. <laughs> For the third week in a row. I'm writing that down. I might go the other way on that, see what happens. Hey, I feel like I, he's he's one shifty run from just like, oh, now he's got 89 yards. Interesting. Uh, then you might want to also dabble. This is a bet I don't have down yet. You might want to dabble in Isaiah Pacheco, longest rush over 13 and a half yards. Okay. You can get that at minus 110 odds also. Longest rush. I mean, hell yeah. Yeah, he just seems like one of those guys. Doesn't get a shitload of yardage, and all of a sudden he breaks one, and it looks like he had a good game. While we're on the topic, I also think A.J. Brown could be due for a big game. I haven't bet it yet, but I'm looking at his uh, over longest reception. It'll probably be right around 20 and a half yards, something like that. I think he's, like, talent-wise, just too good to kind of keep down. A uh, little worried about Hertz and his throwing arm, but you know, some, sometimes you just got to throw it up to those beast guys, and they'll go get it. Yeah, he he had a hell of a year, and I'm just finding out about this injury. I did not get to partake in any of the games last week, so that's yeah, uh, um, that's interesting. Well, and, I don't I don't know how injured he is. He just didn't look good on some of his throws. He just sort of did not look sharp. Like the, the Eagles didn't win last week because of Hurts. They won because Brock Purdy got hurt and their defense right. is, you know, ridiculous. And so I think, I don't know. We'll, we'll see how this week progresses, see if there's any news uh, on any injuries, that kind of thing. 
But otherwise, are they pretty much they're at full strength, right? They got Godert back, and yeah, he's he's been looking he's been looking good. So okay, wow. Any questions? Does anyone? Why don't we briefly just discuss MVP odds? Now, I haven't made any MVP bets, and the reason is, who can you really bet on? It's got to be a Kelsey. Got to be a Kelsey for MVP. I mean, I would love to see the odds on the linemen. (laughs) Right? (laughs) You put a dollar on there. But basically, it's got to be Mahomes or Hurts. And then if you had to choose one other guy, Kelsey, Travis Kelsey, that is. (laughs) <laughs> or who else? Maybe, maybe Sanders, maybe AJ Brown. Uh, Ron, I do actually kind of like your Pacheco. He's sixty to one odds. So let's say the Chiefs win, and Mahomes is either injured, doesn't play that well, maybe leaves the game injured, throws too many interceptions. If the Chiefs are going to win, it's probably going to be because of their run game, and so he would have to have a big game. And so I, so usually it almost always goes to the quarterback, but right. it's possible unless there's some like weird kind of defensive thing happening that it could be a running back for each team. Maybe one of those Larry Brown years. Yeah, and Von Miller also, right? So, for example, right now, Jalen Hurts and Patrick Mahomes are the same odds at plus 130 to win MVP. Travis Kelsey is plus eight hundred. Oh, Pacheco is down to thirty-five to one. He wasn't at sixty. So, hmm. uh, Miles Sanders twenty-five to one. AJ Brown eighteen to one. And the other Kelsey is not listed. <laughs> Shocking. Oh, and if you want to pick a kicker to possibly win, both of them are at two hundred and eighty to one. So maybe two dollar bet. Kickers. Win yourself five hundred and sixty bucks. Why not? Yeah. Should that come in? Which actually brings me to my next prop. Yes, indeed, it is a kicking prop. Ooh. As of right now, the odds for both teams to make 33 plus yard field goals is minus 102. Now, you think both of these teams, maybe they're touchdown teams, maybe they're uh, not going to kick a lot of field goals. I go back to my original point. The over rarely hits in this game, meaning that we would need field goals over touchdowns. And we're in a a dome. We're on turf. There's no weather issue, Uh, which means you can kick longer field goals. You can – so I think very easily you could maybe even get this in the first quarter or first half where both teams are – Stuck sort of in no man's land. They decide to kick because of the nice weather elements, and uh, we're cashing a ticket early on. Yeah, because they're both staying under that 20. Have a good 18-17 game. I got a little bit of a fear um, with uh, Butker because he's been bad at times uh, this season. Maybe a little bit of the yips. Uh, Sorry, Mike Sure, But, uh, you know, again, it's a dome. So Butker's been there before. Dome. I mean, come on. There's a dome in there. I mean, didn't we see like 64, 65-yard field goals in domes this year? Oh, yeah. It's like insane now. Something, something insane. completely crazy. And if you do have any 
quarterback injury issues like I think maybe you might have, you're probably you might not risk a fourth and two or a fourth and three. Um, if you're limited in any way, you'll just uh, take some points. Hmm. Who is ready for our first cross sport prop? Ooh, I don't even know what that means. I'm excited. Okay, so you cannot get these week to week. Um, I, I won't speak for DraftKings or FanDuel since I don't live there, but I assume you cannot get them there either. But we have cross sport props for games that are either happening uh, that day or the day before in other sports. So the first one I found that I really like is James Harden points and assists versus Kansas City total points. Now, James Harden is is a five and a half point favorite over Kansas City total points. Now, normally I would not be in favor of taking anything James Harden. However, James Harden is playing against the Brooklyn Nets that day. And he strikes me as the type of guy where there's any type of slight or um, revenge motivation against a team that he feels wronged him. Yeah, maybe I can see him being ball dominant to grind. And and this was before the Kyrie news. So I can see him being ball dominant and wanting to stick it to his old team. All I need to do is win by six. So if Kansas City, let's say again, back to most of these games go under, let's say Kansas City puts up 24 points. All I need is James Harden to have 30 points and assists, and I win that bet. Wow, points and, and assists. Even if Kansas City puts up 31 points, James Harden could go for 30 and 10, and I still won. I still win the bet. So I think motivation-wise, he should be, you know, looking for a little bit of revenge against a team that he probably wronged but thinks that wronged him. I'm writing that one down. See if I can find that. That's oh, and Ron, if you ever fun. can't, if you ever can't find it. You have a bookie right here who can place it for you. <laughs> nice. And we can settle up later. And I'd be happy to be the money changer because I know Venmo and Cash App. Say, I got one of them. Ah, uh, but Goods doesn't, see. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be very curious to see the uh, Venmo subject lines during Super Bowl week. Well, for fantasy football now, apparently you can't put that in there because they, uh, they've started to crack down on that. So, Are you serious? Yeah. Yeah. I played in a mega bowl this year and the guy's like, pay me through Venmo. He said, or whichever one it was. He said, do not save fantasy football. Like, all right, brother, tantric massage it is, but, uh, that was your call. So, uh, wow. I didn't, uh, I didn't know that. I didn't either, but you know, I do now. Very interesting. All right. My next cross sport prop. Involves someone we have not uh, discussed yet named Devonta Smith. Ah. Devonta Smith's total yardage currently, receiving yardage, is at 63.5 for the game, approximately. God, that's a good line. That is right right? where he lands. So, the Detroit Pistons are playing the day of the big game. They're playing against the Toronto Raptors. I have Devontae Smith receiving yards versus Detroit Pistons first half points. Uh, Devontae Smith is a 10.5 point favorite. So I actually think he can go over 63.5. I think he could land right around 70. 
And I think it would be very challenging for the Detroit Pistons to score 60 against the Raptors. They'll be an underdog. Who And if you guys have been paying attention to the NBA right now, their motivation is not – I don't know what it is, but it's – a lot of games are going under. A lot of guys are sitting out. I think there's a very good chance for the Pistons to show up with maybe a 45-point first half. And then all I would need is roughly 60 yards out of Devontae Smith, and I will win that battle. And that is right where he likes to come in, too, about 60, 65 yards. Yeah, and all we need need then is 54 points out of Detroit. And uh, (laughs) I checked on Detroit. They're, they're, They're pretty bad. Now that was what for Detroit points that he had to beat? Uh, first half points. First half. Okay. Hmm. <laughs> I like that one. I, you know, I'm writing that down. Just writing stuff right. down. Good for a podcast. Absolutely. Good. So is uh, giving each other thumbs up and doing cheers <laughs> on mute, which Troy and I have done on pretty much every episode uh, since we began. It comes through. It comes through in the audio. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Next topic. Maybe this is for your mom. Maybe this is for people who don't know how to bet. Okay. (laughs) Props you should never, ever, ever bet. Okay. They look fun. They look exciting. They look appealing. All of us never bet these props. All right. They're called bands. Okay. It's basically you can take Travis Kelsey, total receiving yards. You can bet it from a certain number to a certain number, 0 to 10, 11 to 20, 21 to 30. Instead of betting just an over-under, you're betting in between oh, a, a group a of range. 10. Ooh, Never bet dodgy. Deep. Okay. Now, where they entice you is you can get Travis Kelsey at between 121 and 130 at 20 to 1. You, know, you put five bucks up, you'll get 100 back. But... If he gets 120, you lose, right? If he gets, you know, 90, that only right. pays eight, eight to one. Is that really worth the risk rather than just say betting a little bit bigger amount on over 75 yards or whatever he's at? Uh, it seems to make more sense to me that to bet just his over, over or under yardage, uh, whatever you like, instead of doing these. I mean, you can do it with total rushing yards for the team. You can do it with. You can bet on the exact number of the final score, like stuff like that. Oh, these are these are the biggest here. soccer bets by far. So definitely don't make these bets. I mean, you would have to bet on Jalen Hurts to complete exactly 27 passes to get 25 to 1. It's just not even worth it. It's, it looks good because it's it 25 is. to 1, but overall it is, it's just not worth doing and believe no, me, you're just no asking way. for for having a, a reception called off late to give you the loss. It's no, I mean that's that, that's, that's at least a sweat, talk. but yes, I know from experience, don't make these bets. It's fair. I also made one bet that I immediately regret. Uh now this is a from my friend Alex, an Alex special, which is usually a mistake. Uh, it was because it goes <laughs> it goes against my interceptions prop. <laughs> okay, he it was Alex Ovechkin goals versus Patrick Mahomes interceptions. I bet Ovechkin. Wow. I bet Ovechkin at plus one hundred five, which means he either needs one goal or two goals 
because I think Mahomes is going to have an interception. So he's going to have at least one. Yeah, it's one that I already regret making. Uh, threw five dollars away. <laughs> we'll, we'll just say we'll just say I got bullied uh, well, bullied into it. Ch- chalk it up to entertainment. I got a reason to watch the hockey box score. Similar to my both teams to score twenty points bet. You can also bet both teams to score one touchdown in each half. Dude. It sounds it sounds like a lock, right? Of course, every team Only scores a touchdown in each half. Well, no, one or more. One Just or one. More. Oh, At okay. least one. Okay. Sounds easy, right? Super Bowls are weird, though. Yeah, exactly. Sounds easy. I already bet it at minus 106. We'll see what happens. But, again, those ones – they look easy, but then you're going to have like a 14 to three lead of the Eagles or something at halftime. And I've already lost the bet. Like if a team starts slow, uh, I mean, obviously that Patriots Falcons Super Bowl was, it was 28 to three in the third quarter. So that, that bet would have lost there. Uh, that Chiefs Tampa Bay Super Bowl, uh, obviously big loss. So it just depends on how much you like the under. If you like the under, very tough for that to win. In this case, though, I don't think either defense is all that great. Or I think the Eagles' defense is great, but against Daniel Jones. <laughs> Daniel Jones has no damn weapons. But to be fair, really, neither does Mahomes. You got Kelsey and and uh, Pacheco is like his second option. Ironically, though. Mahomes doesn't seem to need options like weapons. He just right. kind of like, seems to, you know, like they lost Tyreek and really didn't uh, affect them in the overall standings. Right. In fact, so I would again. like to take this time, Troy, and uh, we'll filibuster if you would, if you need some time to prepare this speech. But <laughs> I would like you to give a speech to your mentor and employer, Sian Ajad who encouraged you to bet the Chiefs to miss the playoffs. And here we are talking the Chiefs before they go to yet another Super Bowl. A preemptive tuba. Well, I thank you for the floor, gentlemen. Back about 18 weeks ago, bright-eyed, bushy-tailed, young podcaster met his idol and future employer, Sia Najad. And during a really bad interview, when he asked a really stupid question, Sia gave him some shit and told him to bet the Kansas City Chiefs not to make the playoffs. Summarily, that young, bright-eyed, bushy-tailed, wet-behind-the-ears youth immediately took his hard-earned money all the way to Las Vegas, researched himself, met up with the goods dude, found the best odds, Ubered his fat ass down to Circa to put down $50 on the Kansas City Chiefs to not make the playoffs at plus 210. Needless to say, they're in the Super Bowl, which, eh, you know, so be it. Also, have I been embarrassed on Twitter innumerable times by Kansas City fans? Yes. Has my employer also ridiculed me? Yes. But, dear friends, imagine my joy next Sunday evening 
if the Chiefs do not win the Super Bowl. For that was my ultimate goal. That was the true reason why I took myself to Vegas, so that I could be the cooler of the Kansas City Chiefs. So mark my words, all of you Chiefs fans out there. If I have my day, I'll be intolerable even more than I usually am. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. Well done. We'll call that a win on short notice. Duly executed. That plus money, it's always it always uh, entices you, doesn't it? It just seems, you know. I mean, it, in Sia's defense, which he doesn't need, they were they were close a couple times to, you know, being a 9-8 and eight team. But, so... And I think a lot of the conversation that night on the pod recording was about injuries and how volatile the NFL is and how it's just the Chiefs are only one one bad break away and suddenly they're not they're not yeah. gonna be any good. So that's what why kind of uh, the seed got planted for my for my ignorant ears. Also yeah. when you know when Sia talks, it's like, how can you not believe what he's saying? You know, <laughs> yeah, it's buttery. It's gonna be one good team out of the FC West that just doesn't make it. I can't tell you who it is. Yeah, I, I Kansas City to miss the playoffs at plus one eighty five. Yeah. I wish the number was a little bit better, like plus two twenty, but I don't think Kansas City's making the playoffs. I'll say it. Again. That's right. Oh, he's he's reminded me numerous times as I tweet at him my chagrin of of losing. Uh, he said, "Hey, I didn't I didn't tell you to do that." Yeah, that's a he he instantly put the disclaimer on it. But he also he immediately responds to every time I tweet at him and tell him, "Hey, boss, take this bet." Yeah. <laughs> He, he, he appreciates my efforts. So there is that especially, gag ongoing, if nothing else. Especially the bets that have already happened on games that you didn't know. Yep. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, if it makes you feel better, I'm 0-2 on showdowns with him. And so I paid him $200 for uh, you know losing to the expert. So he gives you a losing bet, and then he just beats me in bets. So thank you, Sia. You look worse than I do. That was a given. America is going through a renaissance of online sports gambling. But are you being excluded? Maybe the apps, maybe they ain't for you. Too much to process, all that blinking, bells and whistles and whatnot. Or maybe you do know how to navigate them just fine, but you ain't got the cash up front like they require. Or maybe you live in one of those states, them fraidy cat states that don't allow gambling because they're afraid of a little gambling. Whatever the reason... You don't got to worry about that, because you can circumnavigate this whole fiasco with my clandestine wagering service, Guy in the Alley. Here at Guy in the Alley, we offer the most secure analog wagering experience. No fancy phone application, and it don't matter what state you're in, there's always a guy in the alley nearby, and we don't require cash up front like these phone guys. Of course... You know, failure to pay will result in some broken bones. That's right, we're old school. We will send a real, authentic, Italian-American stereotype right to your home like the old days. So if apps ain't for you, or your state's a big baby, trust the original guy in the alley. By the way, nice knight's hat. Oh, yeah, I figured if I'm talking gambling, I better get my knight's hat out, right? No, who, who is the knights? The golden Knights of Las Excuse Vegas me. NHL fame. Uh, oh, we, we almost won the Stanley Cup our first season. Thank you, Ron. Yeah, I was actually there for the in Vegas for the unveiling of the team mass, the team name, and then really? the same night. Then they had the draft night. I was there for that too. So we were the 
first ones in the gift shop the next morning when they're still still printing off all the all the names on all the new jerseys and stuff it was pretty cool the uh, uh un- the unveiling of the name was a very big deal like uh-huh. it did not get leaked uh and so like people were speculating everyone knew it was either going to have silver or golden in it and nobody could really figure out uh so like the first blush reaction was ew but now it's like it's that's the only thing they could be, right? I mean, it's it's kind of taken on just its life of its own with a little bit of history. I don't. I mean, I think it's a good name. I don't know what they couldn't have done better. You know, I think they wanted a gambling. I think that's why people didn't like. They wanted something gambling involved. No. <laughs> how, do, how do you do that? The Vegas Spinners. All right. We'll look at the basketball team, the uh, women's basketball. Ricard Monty. Yeah. yeah Plus that football team, the Raiders. That's clearly a gambling name. The Vegas Bad Beats should be the new NBA team name. Actually, I'd be I'd be in favor of one armed bandits. I uh I get down with that. Not bad, not bad. Are you guys ready for my first parlay? Well, what's a parlay? Thank you for yes. asking, Troy. A parlay is a at least two part bet where in order to win the bet, you have to win both parts. If you win one and you lose the other, you lose. So even if you win the first one by a very wide margin and lose the other, you lose. So you might see on Twitter from time to time, somebody hit an eight-leg parlay. You also might see agony on Twitter where they hit the first seven and they're about to win six figures, but number eight doesn't come in and they lose because it's a parlay. All right, my first parlay placed of the Super Bowl. And tell me, guys, how does this lose? Will there be a score in the first six and a half minutes of the game? Yes. And will there be a score in the last two minutes of the first half? Yes. First half, okay. $9 pays 11, so it's like plus 120 odds. Let me ask, how does that lose? You think the Chiefs or Eagles can't score in the first six and a half minutes? I feel like that's probably going to happen. And then most games, teams score in the last two minutes. You get the ball, you know, either you're driving, unless they score with like 2.30 to go, but even the other team has a chance then. So I could be a sucker going for it, but it wouldn't be the first time. I'd bet your money on it too. And then before I reveal my three-team parlay – I'm going to have another shot of our sponsor. Wait, what? Delicious, tasty fireball. Not as much whiskey as it uh, states, but still gets me drunk every time. Fire, fire. Not here for a long time. Just here for a good time. Fireball. Fireball needs to hear this and hire us. All right, I'm in, goddammit. Fire, 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 fire. We'll wait for the DJ to get around to drinking his liquor. Yeah, I love that thing. Mr. Ron, Con- my arm hurts holding this up. <laughs> All right, man. One more drink. Hear me. I don't know how you guys do it, but I feel like I'm better at gambling already. That'll open up the sinuses. Put some wasabi in there, you'd really have something. All right. This one did taste a little different than the first one. I want to open it up to any questions. 
before we conclude with final score predictions, and you will find out what your final score will pay in form of a square. Okay. Who has questions? Are you shopping a lot of these lines? Like, do you find something that you like in a prop bet, and then you have to go check multiple apps for, like, the best uh, deal, so to speak? Or are you kind of just hone in and and focus on one app? Very good question. Uh, I am always shopping every day because I bet every day. Um, so, therefore, today when I was betting Houston, the college basketball game, I was shopping. So, yes, shopping lines. But – for those ones that I gave you with like James Harden and Devontae Smith versus Detroit, I don't shop those because I don't think that they are exist anywhere good. else. Yeah. yeah. So that's that's fair. That, that those were mind blowers. Yeah, and uh, you know, and I'll find more. I'll, you know, before <laughs> I wrote it down, but I don't anticipate finding it. Uh, but I mean I'll find more crazy ones. There's soccer games, there's like Seattle cracking goals versus some other Shit, I don't know. Talk about him. I wrote down a multi-sport prop I want to try and find and uh, put some money. Here. Already? Fine. Wait, All wait, right. wait, wait. Actually, I I had uh, teased a three-team parlay. So you did. Oh, let me uh, let me. All right, you guys remember my first two teams, right? Score in the first six and a half minutes of the game. Yes. And the last two minutes of the first half. That's one bet. My, that's two separate bets. No, those. That's one. That's two bets in a parlay. Okay. And the third thing I have added is score in the last three and a half minutes of the game. Oh yeah. So yeah, that's happening. So all three pays about three to one. So okay, okay. Hopefully we don't have a blowout so that we can get a score in the last three and a half minutes of the game. And I think even if there is, about. even first, if it is a blowout, you get a score in the last three and a half. Yeah. First two are locks. Uh, also, rule number one of betting, never call anything a lock. <laughs> the third one, I definitely feel like is a lock. I have to... There's a lot of things that are you should not say in uh, betting, but probably that's, you know, like if you're playing craps, you're not supposed to say the number seven. That's like bad luck. It's a very oh. superstitious game. Well, Okay. I don't know if you guys ever played craps. I did one time, but I didn't know what the fuck was happening. So I went up and put some money down and threw some dice, and then a guy took my money, and then I left. And then I was like, "Okay, let's play it perfectly. Play, let's go play blackjack again." Okay, like, that's not the worst. That is actually not the worst thing that could happen to you. What? Worse what? than that is if you had gone up there, put your money down, and said seven, and then <laughs> somebody beat the shit out of you for saying that number. Do not go to a crab table and say seven. Oh man. Okay. Uh, anyway, never call anything a lock in bet- sports betting. Also, never celebrate early. That brings up a question I wanted to run by you. I was talking to a buddy at the bar a few weeks ago, and you've brought up multiple times about state lines and where things are different apps and, and places are allowed to function. Um but yeah, when you cross the state line, the rules seem to change like night and day. So apparently, <laughs> there's a thing where you can cash out in game when you have a lead on something. Um, but that's not in Wisconsin. So I guess um, I, I can't remember. It was one of those Bills games. Some guy in the bar in Wisconsin had it, and he tried to drive 
to Iowa so that he could cash that out. And by the time he got there, they had given up the lead and he lost his fucking bet. So uh, as, is that what it, what it is? It's just wild, wild west. Every that state is, just does whatever the fuck they want. Nah, not exactly. That is an incredible story, actually. I can just picture this guy uh, trying to. So the, at the bar, like, look, the, I gotta the go. The only ones that offer it, to my knowledge, are FanDuel and DraftKings. And yeah. FanDuel is in Iowa, but it sounds like they're not in Wisconsin. So he. Well, he said he could cash out early, but he couldn't do it from Wisconsin. No, right. He, he has to do it. Early. He has to if he he probably made the bet in Iowa, so that's why he has to do it. Okay. So basically, when you're when you're signing gotcha. up for FanDuel or DraftKings, you're choosing the state. So, like, I have an account with both, but in Arizona, there's you can't do it in Nevada, right? Sure. And if I were to go to a different state, I'd have to choose that state. You know, at least same at least you can just change zones and say, now I'm over here. And yeah, at least acknowledge the state you're in. And so, and I don't know, vacation. I don't know who you can bet in Wisconsin. Um, yeah, not sure. But well, and the reason why sports betting isn't in Minnesota, where it would be a fucking just gold mine, right? Like it would just be absolute game changing, degenerate heaven. Oh, yeah. Uh, is because. The Indian casinos in Minnesota sure. don't want to allow a sports betting app. They want yeah. people to show up and bet over the counter for like That's two years yeah. so that they can get foot traffic. And the funny thing is that if they even just agreed to like making signups in the casino or deposits in the casino, you know what I mean? Like right. or you can have the app, but you have to deposit time. there. Or you have to sign up there. It would still be a game changer for their business. Yeah, but, drive foot traffic. Yeah, but they 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 don't want it where you can have an app at all for like two years, so they can't agree. So yeah. they're being stubborn, probably men. I hate to say it. But <laughs> well, they're gonna so. lose. They're gonna lose it. Well, well I mean, Minnesota is to get it's off completely their insane. Like it, Wisconsin is not much different. We got the same deal. But if you look at the if you look at the numbers that Iowa does. They just it's it's massive. It's huge. There's money. There's like farmer money or there's whatever money. And people just are betting sports. It's ridiculous. It's it's, like I said, it's a gold mine. Like it doesn't do that well in Mississippi or Louisiana. And do you want do you know why? Because nobody's got any fucking money. Right. But you put it money to gamble money. That's a good segue into this. Rule number one of betting, never bet more than you can afford, okay? This should be for fun. Do you see all these casinos out there? They're there for a reason. They're not there because there's a bunch of winners out there in the world making their living. Don't believe everything you see on Twitter. Don't believe anyone who says they win more than 60% of the time or even that they can make a living off of this. It's so few and far between. And the people who are claiming it oftentimes are now have sold out to sponsors just so they can claim that they can make a living off of it. Because what does that do? It encourages you to bet, right? So rule number one of sports betting or any type of gambling, what you can afford. I have an, I have a friend whose entire existence is betting whatever he has in his wallet. And it is quite infuriating uh, dealing with him. Second, some people who may be listening to this pod may have never placed a sports bet 
at a sports book with a ticket writer. They may look at the whole thing, get intimidated, not know what to do, etc. So, quick tutorial on how to bet for the first time at a sports book, or even the second time if you're rusty, etc. Whatever. Right, Number right. one, I don't want to walk up to that window and they're like, "What the fuck do I do?" I don't want to look like an idiot. Tell me the 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 outline so I can just go up there and not look like a dumbass. That is a, Nazi. That is a common feeling among people who are betting, right? They it don't is. do. That they don't know what they're supposed to do. And actually, before I get to the first thing, I actually have kind of a funny story. So. Before I lived in Vegas, I came out here for March Madness, and I was betting on some basketball games, obviously. And a friend of mine was with me, and he had a Duke shirt on, okay? And he goes up to the ticket writer, and I'm I'm standing next to him. The ticket writer's like, oh, that's an awesome shirt. I like you, Duke. And this guy says, yeah, actually, uh, my favorite team is North Carolina, so I'm kind of torn because I really like Duke, too. Ticket writer goes, what? And he's like, like, I can't believe you just said you like both Duke and North Carolina. What? And his, you know, I'm excited about your shirt turned turned into, yeah, take your tickets, get out of here. Uh, So if you happen to be one of those weirdos that likes the Yankees and Red Sox, maybe don't tell somebody um, because you will not be welcome. There's got to be a few of those out there, I guess. Without a doubt. All right. Number one thing you should consider before you go and make a bet with a ticket writer. This ticket writer does not have a great life. Okay. I can say it because I've been there. Right. Bad hours. You always have to work bad hours every weekend. Every time there's an event going on, you have to work. You can never ask for it off. You cannot take vacation on the Super Bowl. You cannot take vacation on March Madness. It doesn't matter how much you have built up. Number two, yeah. you are positively being treated like shit by your supervisor and or manager. That's the business. That's You didn't agree to it, but that's how it goes. The casino industry in general is just completely shitty. Right? So if someone's being an asshole to you, it's probably because... They hate their boss. Okay. They hate their schedule. They hate that they have to do all of that stuff. Next, you are going to be one of the nicest people that this person encounters, but he does not know it. He's mostly encountering regulars, locals, or shithead horse betters. Okay. And that is putting it lightly. Horse betters are the worst of the worst. They are worse than poker players. Okay. They are complete scumbags. The first horse ticket I ever wrote, he said, Quinella 684. He said all these things that I don't know what the hell he was saying. He said it too fast. I asked him to slow down. He told me, dude, you're not going to make it. Okay. That was the first ticket <laughs> I ever You're not going to make it in the ticketing world, son. For a horse better. All right. Oh. So with that in mind, how you can help a ticket writer when you go to the window Number one, have the number, okay? If you want the Chiefs to win, don't don't go up there and say, hey, I want to bet on the Chiefs to win. If you get a guy like me, they'll be nice to you and say, okay, I can help you out with that. If you get a guy who I just described in their life being crappy, he will say, what's the number, okay? Have the number. It's available on any sheets that are available in the sportsbook, which they all should be there. You'll grab a sheet. It'll look like this. It'll say Chiefs 101. 
Eagles 102. Okay, whichever team you want is what you should bet on. Now, hopefully you understand point spreads a little bit uh, after listening to us, which obviously the entire world is. So if you want, if you go up there, Ron, this is for you, and you say, I want 102, which is the Eagles. They're not going to give you them to win. They're going to give you the point spread. If you just say the number, they're going to give you just the point spread. If you want them just to win, you have to say money line. You have to say 102 money line. If you just say 102, it's automatically a point spread bet. So keep that in mind, folks. Okay. If you're saying the number, it is a point spread bet. If you want them, if you want them to win, you say money line. Okay. 101 money line, 102 money line. All right. 101 over, 101 under. That's another thing that's confusing with totals is that you can say either number and over or under, and you're going to get the bet, all right? Now, depending on the attitude of the person you're with, you want them to uh, be a little friendlier, whatever, walk up to the counter, have a $5 bill in your hand, okay? If you're not, if you're betting more than $5 bill or more than $5 on your bets and you have a $5 bill in your hand, that uh, that uh, ticket writer knows that that five dollars is for him, and he's going to show you a lot more, uh, you know, grace. He's going to be willing to teach you a lot more things than if you walked up with nothing. Sports betting is a tough thing when it comes to tipping. There's a lot of uh, rules of you know, there are a lot of different beliefs on what is acceptable, what is not acceptable. Perhaps because I've been in the industry. I believe in tipping even when I make a bet. Let's say I'm I walk up with $100 to make a bet. I make my bets, I have a couple bucks, 2 3 bucks, maybe a 5, 5 probably the most that I hand to them after making the bets. A lot of people in the industry, they only tip if they win. So you show up, let's say you bet $100, you don't tip when you bet, but your intention is to tip when you cash out and win. Either is okay. I will tell you this though. If you tip when you bet, it goes a really long way with these writers. Okay. They do not make a lot of tips upon initial bet because you haven't given them anything in return and they're still giving you money, which means if you go to a casino and you want to drink, drink for free, tip them beforehand. You will drink for free all night. You guys perhaps remember a missed opportunity between Steak Sauce and I in which he was in town. And we did not pay for a single drink all night. Most of that was because we were tipping when we bet rather than when we cash out. And we so, drank. But I don't you, even are know. you tipping like the first person? And then when you cash out, the second person is still expecting that you're going to pay them a tip. And you're like, no, I did it on the front end. Like, how, Excellent how, question. The Ron. same person. Excellent question, Ron. Very few people in this industry keep their own, just so you know. Uh, so if you're tipping one person the first time, they're very rarely keeping it themselves. It's getting pooled because there's it's really just too arbitrary, you know, to for one to keep them all. But okay, the line the line is also not you know the line to cash out is also not your problem. So my recommendation is you tip a buck or two when you make your bets, and then you tip when you cash out as well. Depending on what you win, make it you know. Not not a huge amount, but you know, throw them something. Throwing them something is better than throwing them nothing. Except, never throw them change. 
If you get cash out for 95.45 and you throw them 45 cents, do not expect to be well received the next time you come back. Dollar bills here. Y'all. Any questions on tipping? Any questions on etiquette? How does smiling help? Small talk? Banter? Witticism? Yes. You know what? I'd say examine your audience beforehand. I would go to the I would it's it's probably a reason why people like women ticket writers, they're generally friendlier, right? They'll, you know, you can ask them questions, they might not give you a hard time, that type of thing. I actually had a guy come up to me once and he was wearing Wisconsin Badgers stuff. It was March Madness. So it was the first Friday. It was the first Friday of March Madness. And he was like the third Badger guy to come up to me. And of course, I figured they were all together, right? Oh, yeah. He comes up to me and he goes, he goes, hey, my friend just gave you uh, like five bucks and uh, you gave him some drink tickets. I'm like, yeah. He's like, if I give you... If I give you 10 bucks, will I get drink tickets too? I was like, if you give me 10 bucks, I'll give you as many drink tickets as you want. You can drink here all day. Like, I appreciate the straightforwardness. You know, that's, like, that's the way to a Wisconsiner's heart. But understand also that some people abide by the rules. The general rule is this. You don't get a drink ticket unless you spend $100 on bets. Okay. Now, that's usually a sportsbook rule. Obviously, you can finagle them into you know right. more than that you can ask um don't feel don't be afraid to say hey can i have a drink ticket what's the worst i could say they could say no right but look for the friendliest person if you're going to do that if you're going to ask for a drink ticket look for the person who looks to be the friendliest and just have a couple bucks ready you know and it's good karma also fair Any other questions? No, I'm writing that down. How do I win? You take the bets that I just gave you. You bet the opposite on every single one, and you'll <laughs> probably hit 60%. But if I agree with the bets that you suggest and I bet against you and myself, it's going to cancel out and be a double victory for somebody. Okay, excellent, excellent uh, thing there, Troy. Never bet both sides, Okay. Never bet against me and with yourself. That's you're just giving juice to the to the casino. Okay, believe me, I've tried. All right, are we ready for some squares? Indeed. All right, Ron, we're going to start with you. Your first prediction on the final score. Well, I'm giving it to Kansas City, thirty-four to twenty-seven. 34 to 27. And that would mean went so high, but yeah. That would be a underdog and over. I like it. I like it a lot. And so 34. The Chiefs would be four. Eagles would be seven. Your bet would pay 18 to one. Oh. So for the sake of good karma, we're going to put five bucks on it right now. And if you win, you win $90. Holy shit. And I will Venmo you as go fuck your mother so that nobody knows it's <laughs> regarding gambling. You have to Venmo me. I'm the middleman. No disrespect to your mother. No disrespect. Tantric massage. No disrespect to your mother. I heard Ron's mom likes to party. 
Whoa, whoa. All right, Troy, you're up. All right. Well, I also fell into the hard to hit that under number, but I just can't bring myself to pick Kansas City as my first gut feeling as previously discussed. I'm going 31-30. Phillies. It'll be a barn burner, still within the one and a half. Well, I guess they won't get the over. I mean, won't, won't hit the won't hit the spread, but still. 31-30. 31-30. Okay, interesting you bring that up because indeed, yeah. Troy, you were going, you're still going underdog and over because the spread is one spread. and a half. So kind of a sharp bet there. Yeah, it should have went 31 now that you say it. Damn. 31 to 30. Woohoo. Let's hit this one, Troy. Because five dollars will win you two hundred and fifty dollars. Dang. 50, fifty to one. And the good news about that bet is that if the Chiefs win 30 to 21, you win. If you know, I mean you win every version of zero one. So well done. My first one is Chiefs 31, Eagles 17. Oh. And that pays 40 to 1. I also threw out there that I would love to see the Chiefs win 31 7, which would also win that bet. I was going to say, I'd like to move mine to 31 27. Well, that would be the, that would, that would be identical. Nice. All right. Because you wanted us to pick the other direction, right? Yes, yes, indeed. Now I want you to pick a Eagles version of winning and what you feel it could be. Well, and that's why I wanted to move my line because I actually went Eagles winning 27-24. So basically the touchdown. Okay, now I haven't looked at it yet, but I feel like that's going to be a popular square and not pay as high, but let's see. Eagles 27, Chiefs 24, right? Yeah. Mm. Look at you, Mr. 18 to 1. That also is an 18 to 1. Mm. All right, Ron, you got two 18 to 1. Wait, wait a minute. Did you do it twice? <laughs> Apparently. Did she well, do it twice? Hold on. What was your first one? Well, I was going to change the first one to 31 27 Kansas City. Mm. Okay, well, Ron is showing us a good example of voiding a bet. Once you set your bet, you're set. Generally speaking, you're not allowed to void it. So now you have two $5 bets at four to seven. Way to go, Ron. Let's win. (laughs) Because if you win, you win $90 twice. Oh, wow. All right, Trey, you're up. All right, I tried to take the uh, advice provided by y'all, yuns, use all. And uh, stick with uh, Kansas City, 24, Philadelphia, 20. So a four and a zero. Four and a zero. 35 to one. Very nice. $5 will get you 175. All right. Now, if I have to pick, I have to pick the Eagles to win. I I think something wild could happen. I think it could be like. A and the total's 50 and a half, right? So 
I'm feeling like it could be a 29 to 22 type of game or even 29, 21. Right. And I'm going to go with 22 just to get that favorite and over that rarely hits. Uh, So I'm going to go a nine and a two just because I think things get wacky. Sirianni starts out with a two point conversion. I agree. Andy Reid goes for two to get it within seven. Something strange like that. Yeah. So it's going to be a weird game. They always are. So a, a two for the Chiefs and nine for the Eagles pays 100 to one, 500 bucks. Holy shit. This is the one we should be rooting for. <laughs> and Ron, just for the hell of it, I'm going to give you one more chance to redeem yourself since you picked the same number twice. Oh, yeah. I didn't realize it was a numbers based thing. I was just. Don't fuck it up, Ron. If he does it again, <laughs> pick the same one. Yeah. 27 24. Ron, don't pick 4 7 for Chiefs and Eagles. <laughs> 17 14. So 31 28. Okay. W- which team? 31 Kansas City. 31 28. All right. Let, you know, you know what? Let's do it. Pays forty to one, two hundred bucks. Now he's getting into grown-up land. Nice job, Ron. All, All right. right, there we go. So profit five, deal. ten, fifteen, twenty, twenty-five, thirty, thirty-five. We have thirty-five invested because of Ron. Uh, <laughs> otherwise, it would have been thirty. And all of our profit is quite a bit bigger, quite a bit bigger than that. So, should we win, we will. Uh, Put it towards the uh, pod, whatever, budget, if we have one. Maintenance dues. Nice. 